Hey there, I'm Amy Sharp, and I created the Alexine Clean story you're just about to experience. Do you ever ask yourself questions that may or may not have an answer? I sure do. Questions like, am I more than a wife and a mother? Am I still relevant now if I'm supposedly not as desirable as I was in my 20s? What if I decide to think and act completely differently about sex than my parents did? What if I still love sex with a man, but I can't find one that I want to be with for more than a week? What if I didn't get a chance for a higher education? What if I don't even want to be a high-powered executive? What if my child is hell-bent on taking crazy-ass risks? Am I still a good mom if he or she does? What if a woman is over 40, not married, and doesn't have kids? Yikes! What else does she have to fulfill herself? And why do I have to work so goddamn hard? So, are you ready to jump into Alexine's sticky and gritty life? It's got white people, brown people, fat thighs, online dating, sex, dogs, but not sex with dogs, ew, household cleaning products, and Alexine trying to keep it all together at her annual income level, her body mass index, and at the tender age of 51. And I like to think that her sense of humor straddles the U.S.-Canadian border. Okay, here we go. Brace yourself. Episode 1, Slap of Reality. Yeah, I got fired, with Dexter's Dokes' surprise motherfucker ringing in my ears. I was in management which sounds somewhat dignified, even in the filthy world of food and beverage, also known as F&B in the industry. But it wasn't dignified, at least not in my case. Now I'm looking at cleaning houses along with home support work, yet another prestigious aspiration. Oh, and I'm 51. What the hell is going on with my life? I'd been looking for a change and getting fired shoved me right into the fast lane. Working nights and weekends sucks balls and not in a good way. I hated being at work when most everyone else wasn't. Between listening to my anxious boss agonizing about what our offshore owners would do when numbers weren't hitting projections, and my vapid vein servers fretting about their hangry customers who were whining about how long their goddamn yam fries took, I just wanted the hell out of F&B once and for all. And I wanted out before I forgot why I loved service in the first place. Why did I get fired? I wish it was for something cool like making out with a towering baby-faced line cook that always called me a sugar mama. But it wasn't. Opportunity missed. I didn't want to work as hard as my boss, Kimberly, who is in her early 30s and has no kids, no pets, no boyfriend and lives in her parents' basement. She works 10 to 12 hours on site and then when she gets home, she likes to get on her laptop to do just a little more work. Mmm, no thanks. I could hear her gnawing fears from across the office. I must keep working. I have to do more. Why am I not good enough? I've seen other restaurant owners chew themselves to the bone. That kind of energy doesn't get good results, even when it is for your own business. I know that from personal experience. But doing it for someone else's business? Oh, hell no. I have a life with a kid, a dog, family, and friends that I would rather spend time with than working after work. When she was interviewing me, I exaggerated how many people I had managed fabricating busier restaurant experience than I had. I figured I would get back on that F&B horse and love it. Instead, it just seemed stupid and pointless. I will own that my heart wasn't in that job, not even in that industry. I feigned interest while creating solid relationships with some of my crew. The embarrassing truth was that enough of them didn't feel supported by my performance. That stung. 
Turns out that I was the portly middle-aged boss who accommodated their ever-changing scheduling desires and who had a crass sense of humor, along with decent shoe game. I owe my legacy to Aldo's buy two, get 50% off online sales. Mm-hmm. I had been desperate to get out of the shitty little life that I had in the shitty little town that I was stuck in. And I'd do it again and again and again, just like Mike Muir shouts in I Shot Reagan, one of my personal favorite suicidal tendencies anthems. Those guys were kick-ass live. Saw them a million years ago at the River Theater in Guerneville, California. April 19th, 1986. Kind of like a million years ago. A friend of my boyfriend was yelling, You fucking suck! to the lead singer of Mordred, the opener. The front man looked back at him with daggers in his eyes. I gotta say, watching Institutionalized Live was fan-fucking-tastic. Just thinking about it now makes my nipples tingle. From the Russian River where Guerneville sits, all the way up to the west coast into British Columbia, tall trees, ferns, and salal all absorb moisture from the air. Step aside, butch. I'm gonna take back the term moist. Now that I'm on this side of the border, I can make moist great again. BC has been good to this NorCal girl. I found out that you've just started to experience the wet west coast when you've tasted salal berry wine fermented with the yeast on the fruit by a hillbilly who cooks hash in a clawfoot tub over a fire pit. Back in the current calamity, however, I scanned through Craigslist and avoided anything that was sales, service, or F&B, trying to forget those tired old go-tos. Sometimes I feel bad that I didn't follow through with university, but I see so many people who did that were left with tens of thousands of dollars in debt and don't want to work in the field they studied in anyway. Many end up back in F&B working for those fat tips. And then here I am going into my 50s cleaning houses. Ouch. Well, I'm taking this opportunity to flex my penny-pinching muscles, even if we don't have pennies here in Canada anymore. Back home in Sonoma County, I pinched those pennies. My entire adult life, I've turned it into a game, a challenge to be accepted. And I've done it with time, too. How to get more done, more done, more done in a day or a week, or while I'm eating dinner. I mean, who actually eats food to enjoy it? It's a necessity that takes time. So check your email, your Facebook, your IG, your online banking, whatever. But don't just eat your food to savor each bite. How lazy is that? No matter how effective I was, I wasn't home having dinner with Harvey, my son. I wasn't having a conversation with that sweet face that was changing before my very eyes. I wasted so much time that I could have spent talking and laughing with that boy, oh boy of mine. Instead, I poured more of my attention into my failing business. Harvest is the one who showed me that surprise mother trucker clip that was morphed into one million vines, memes, and videos long before Snapchat even existed. Kids love plopping that soundbite into their black ops wet dreams. Neither of us watched Dexter. I was working too much and he was being raised on the wholesome Call of Duty shooter game. Another rude reflection of my parenting skills. This miserly habit does backfire, of course and in ways much less tragic than missing time with my child. Somewhere I read that baking soda and three drops of hand dishwashing detergent works just fine in your dishwasher. After a few test runs, I bought a mammoth box of baking soda, and then I noticed it did not do as great of a job as I had hoped. Now the next part of this challenge is to figure out what I can do with all this goddamn baking soda. There are lots of different cleaning companies in the sexy little city that I live in on the edge of Vancouver Island. Lots of rich people means lots of paid work on beautiful properties. Some companies hire you outright, but most subcontract you. 
I had to take a bus way out in the middle of suburbia and walk another eight blocks to the interview, pausing in the driveway to try and slow my heart rate and catch my breath. Middle management was not exactly an exercise regime. But I can say I've seen my chocolate intake drop off since leaving that job. That self-medication is no longer needed. Why was I on foot? Because my car died earlier that week in the parking lot of the sex clinic. Yeah, not only did I have to have some older doctor, as in way over 50, inspect my delicious snatch, but I had to get a ride with some random yet gracious woman going my way. In the passenger seat, I thought about how I lost my job and now my car. Oh, more on my snatch later. All in due time, my friend. The woman I had the interview with, who owns the cleaning business, was one of those skinny, angry moms. Her dirty blonde hair pulled back tight, which added to that intense, bug-eyed look. Her cute kidlets seemed to have reasonable requests, but she wouldn't budge. Have you noticed how almost all of those house cleaning services mention that their staff is bonded to reassure you that they aren't going to try and rip you off? If you were in the right tax bracket to hire someone to clean your house, you would know that. That's right, I'm poking you, dear reader. I asked her if I needed to get a criminal record check. She squelched a laugh. Maybe that's because I look so... wholesome. Maybe it's because she's a hack and doesn't really give two shits about her clients. Maybe she's got a wicked coke habit. I guess I'll find out. Well, congratulations. You made it all the way to the end of the first episode of Alexine Cleans. And don't you worry, the cleaning is definitely coming. Harvey's modeled after my amazing son, Aubrey, who loves the BC coast, his dog, Athena Bambina, and being obnoxious.